You are listening to ACPN. Welcome to Rewind Cinema. This is Matt. Thank you for joining us. This is a show where we go back in time. We take movies we want to watch and we talk about them uneducatedly. My name is Matt. This is... My name <laughs> is Gabe. Look, we got to speed things up. Species is a long, complicated Why movie. We have a lot to talk it's about. so good. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot to talk about here. Mm-hmm. We got to get into this ASAP. I think we need to get into our voicemail. You think so? Mm-hmm. You want to listen to the voicemail? Mm-hmm. Where do you think it's from? <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's eating uh, a cliff bar right now. So. <laughs> he started recording while I was eating. <laughs> Good gosh. Yeah, right. uh, I don't think it's from Dan. You don't? No. Not yet? No, definitely not. Nine, Ten episodes into the season, you don't think it's Dan? 50 bucks this time. It's not from him. All right, here we go. Hey, guys. It's, uh, it's Dan. Um, I, li- I would like to call every day, but I only have um, so, many, so many minutes on this, this cell phone, so um, I uh, was able to get to Walmart to buy another minute card, so we're, we're good to go, uh, but uh, don't want to take up too much of your time today, but uh, Gabe was, was nice enough to ask um, what, I, what I've been eating recently, and uh, thank you, Gabe. They're showing such concern, and uh, I wish everybody on your podcast had as much concern for their listeners. Um, I recently ate a chicken pot pie. Um, It, however, did not have any chicken or vegetables in it. Basically, I, I bought uh, a pre-made um, pie crust and uh, just poured some uh, chicken chicken broth in it, and um, and, and it's kind of, it, it kind of tastes like a pot pie, but uh, it was good. Thank thank you for asking, Gabe. Keep up the good work, guys. So Dan is using burner phones. Oh man! Once again, I don't think Dan is doing very well. <laughs> he's he's just furthering my opinion that he is probably a psychopathic killer. I think Dan exists on a diet of Dr Pepper <laughs> and processed microwavable meals. Sounds like the it sounds like the life, honestly. Yeah, that's true. Do you do you think he's sitting in his room like? Um, <laughs> Like Steve Buscemi in uh, that Adam Sandler movie where he he puts on lipstick and he crosses out those names on the, on the oh, list. It yeah, says yeah. like to kill and yeah. <laughs> and maybe he's not going to kill us, but yeah. maybe he is. I don't think he would kill you. I don't know. I think he would kill me. He might kill me out of out of love <laughs> and just kill he you. Just out doesn't of, want you to live on this earth out of anymore. hatred. <laughs> yeah. yeah, only he can take care of me. Yeah, yeah. 
Eh, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> well, regardless, thanks, Dan. Thanks for calling again. Yeah, Dan, we really appreciate you calling in. Uh, I am concerned for your health, even though you think that I am not. Um, I do want you to seek help should you need it. Which we'll I help you. you do. No, don't just keep calling. We'll, Listen to this podcast. We'll counsel you through your trouble. Yeah, this is like a therapy session that you can download for free. And yeah. give us 50 minutes of your life. Yeah, we are the number one podcast for therapy, like calming, putting mm. people to sleep uh, on iTunes. We are the number one podcast recorded in, in this apartment. In, in this world in this specific apartment yeah all right so we're going to go ahead and get into our film i believe and uh they were talking about um a 95 sci-fi um how do i say uh, like horrible uh, benchmark in cinema history. horrible explosion of hilarity and awfulness that ends up uh, being somewhat entertaining we're talking about species in november of 1974 a small group from SETI, S-E-T-I, Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, used the radio dishes at Arecibo to send out a message to whoever might be listening. They sent about a quarter of a kilobyte, including structure of human DNA, map of our solar system, population of the Earth, you know, helpful facts like that. In January of 1993, Arecibo received a message back from an extraterrestrial unknown source. That's great. Intelligent life beyond this planet. Yes. There were two distinct communications. The first message turned out to be a superior catalyst for methane. We now have the potential to produce an infinite amount of energy from this clean burning fuel. This convinced us that we were dealing with a friendly intelligence. The second message turned out to be a new sequence of DNA with a rather friendly instructions on how to combine it with ours. Here's some technical data on the whole operation. You can get feedback on it from Dr. Baker here. Basically, the new combined DNA sequence was injected into 100 human ova. We got seven to divide. Four petered out. Two were stored in liquid nitrogen. And we allowed one to grow. That's his code name there, so. It's after two hours. One day. Two days. Oh, God. This growth is amazing. It's a week. It's a girl? Yes, I... We decided to make it female so that it would be more docile <laughs> and controllable. More docile and controllable, huh? I guess you guys don't get out much. Ah, you said species, Did not I say species. Species? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I just feel like, you know, switching it up every once in a while. I think you can say either. Yeah. It's interchangeable. Yeah. Did I judge you last time when you said spe species? No, I asked you and you said you say species. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like pecan or pecan yeah. or, or, or apricot. Apricot. You say apricot? No, I say apricot. Oh, okay. Yeah. To say you're not a real Texan if you say uh, apricot. No, I think a lot of people say apricot. What? That's the Texan way to say it. No, it's not. Isn't it? No, apricot. Oh, okay. Uh, That's how I say it. All right. The director of this film is Roger Donaldson. Uh, not a whole lot going on in his filmography. He has done a lot of work. Cocktail. 
Oh, with Tom Cruise. Yes, sir. Back in the day, it's like '87 or something like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's probably his most well-known film besides this. I think uh, it was written by Dennis Feldman, who's written every species film. So for some reason, there needed to be four more oh, of these. Man. I don't. I Not don't totally know. sure why. I don't know why either. Uh, because nerds watch them. Yeah, it and they want to see alien boobs, and so they're like, <laughs> "Yeah, some species." <laughs> there were a lot of alien boobs in this film, so they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna get their money's worth. That's right. Uh, the notable actors in this film there there are quite a lot of them. Stacked, stacked uh, cast. Ben Kingsley. We got Michael Madsen. We got Forrest Whitaker. Alfred Molina. Um, yeah, Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Young Michelle Williams. Young Michelle Williams. Fifteen. Yes, and Marg. Helenberger, she's the other main character, mm-hmm. the blonde research sign. I, I don't really, I know her face. Yeah, but uh, and she's done a lot of work. I just, she's not as famous as the others. CSI, oh. a lot of CSI. Okay, cool. Uh, I think that's mainly what she has been in. Uh, the budget of this film was thirty-five million dollars. It grossed sixty million. Uh, thirty-five million, man. And ninety-five apparently did not go a long way because there were some horrible visuals in man, this film. Man, we, you know, I was thinking about that on the way over here. We can't judge it too harshly. I feel like for ninety-five, it still looked bad. I, I, I will agree with you. The CGI, yeah, was some of the worst I've ever seen. Yeah, and I've seen better CGI in movies that came out in the nineties. Yeah, or early, you know, early nineties even. There are times where, have you ever watched those movies that recently have come from, I don't know if it's Nigeria, it's somewhere in Africa, but they're these very low oh, budget yes. films this one guy is yes, making. Yes, they're really funny and ridiculous. Yeah. And the way sometimes someone will get shot and yeah. they'll fall away from the camera like 30 <laughs> feet and you can tell they just like, in whatever tool, just like made them smaller, smaller. and pulled them away from the camera. Oh, yeah. That happens in this movie. It's, you, like, it's you know embarrassing. What, you know what it looks like? that Matt and I are referring, I think, there's a scene at the end where this creature is running around a, mm. a, a cave and it looks like reboot your yeah. favorite show it does look like reboot it looks yeah. <laughs> just like reboot i love reboot your favorite show from the 90s <laughs> so childhood remastered if you haven't done a reboot uh, series yet you really need to i think they have they probably they probably have yeah, those I'll guys do everything in the, in, yeah. the, in the history the tagline there were a number of them my favorite being be intrigued be seduced be warned Oh, God. Be seduced. Why does it have to be a seductress to sell Uh, money tickets? Money tickets? uh, It makes sense. You know, she wants to to procreate. She's got to be be sexy. You you did a weird thing there again. You said procreate. Oh, did I? I don't know. I have speak sometimes. What are you going to do about it? Ice Cube. That was last last time. All right. Ice Cube. Don't call me out on every faux pas I make Sorry, because you'll just, just be doing just that like the entire it. time. Okay, continue. Uh, one, one fact, there, there weren't a lot of really interesting ones. Uh, I thought this was the most interesting. During the production of this film, MGM, who was the studio that was in charge of the film, opted not to shoot the nightmare train sequence to keep mm-hmm. costs down. Mm-hmm. But the producer of the film was, or the, uh, I believe the producer of the film, wasn't willing to accept that. Um, so he spent $100,000 of his own money to finance the sequence. And we probably won't talk about it. It's a pretty inconsequential scene in the movie. But it, it's like $100,000 for that. It doesn't, really, doesn't, doesn't do anything. Well, it's an important moment. And it's sad. If you watch this movie, there's this gorgeous sequence where this little girl has a nightmare. And there's this demonic train that pursues her. And she runs away from it. It's H.R. Geiger. He's not a producer. He's an mm-hmm. artist who designed Alien. He designed all the aliens in Aliens and yeah. Alien, and he's known for this 
ultra gothic, beautiful, dark, 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 scary art. And yeah, he designed this incredible train. And I love that they added that detail, but it goes nowhere. They don't go back to it. And I was really hoping they would. It's literally about a 30 second sequence, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is that it's not that it wasn't visually interesting. It's that oh, yeah, there was it wasn't important. It was 100 grand. It was 100 grand. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't important. 100 grand and nothing happened. His own money. Whatever yeah. he you know, wants to spend it on. But, so. but if you want to see some beautiful Geiger art, then watch the beginning yeah. of Species. Was a cool looking train. Yeah. That's for sure. All right, let's get into the film. In Act One, um, we see a young Michelle Williams named Sill. She wakes up in a containment center in like a government facility. Um, and this act ends with Sill uh, becoming a cocoon and killing a train employee and running away from you know the, the characters that are on our tail. Yeah. Um, so in this opening scene, we see Ben Kingsley uh, kind of overlooking this containment cell that she's in. She wakes up. She's not sure where she's at. And then they end up filling this tank with cyanide to kill her. Uh, but she ends up breaking out and running away. Which is the complete opposite of what they wanted. Superhuman strength. Yeah. Punches through the glass. She could have done that before. Yeah. But only after the cyanide came in did she decide to. She was threatened. Yeah. I do want to say this sequence had so much slow-mo. So much slow-mo. And camera tilt, sort of that 45 degree. Yeah. It's very Michael Bay where they take the camera and they just kind of move it to the side. Yeah. Like they just turn it a little bit. So visually uninteresting. Oh God. Like, it, it, if you watch any Michael Bay movie, he does it all the time. Yeah. And it, it's it's awful. It's just like the slow-mo did nothing. It, I don't know. Uh, I You're guess trying they, to make it look more epic? They Yeah, they think it means action. I guess so. I think. Yeah. Sometimes slow-mo is cool, but, but not in this. No. The, uh, but, the 90s had a lot of bad slow-mo. Yeah, in action movies. Yeah, so she gets on a train that is going through uh, the town near where the facility is, and she ends up killing this grifter that wakes up over her. And, yeah. Uh, so she like pushes him, and he bangs against a wall. Pretty graphic, and his right spine away. Is broken. He, and he's, he's twisted. He's and, folded in half. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. This is where the the train sequence happened that we're talking about. Yeah. She falls. Asleep, yeah. Falls asleep. Yeah. So she gets on a nicer train, kind of like a cross country luxury train. Um, and steals a bag, gets into her own individual car, um, and it's just kind of learning how the world works and how humans work, which I liked because I don't feel like you see that a lot in sci-fi films. Sure. Aliens just kind of know everything about how humans work, but in this film, she watches very closely to how people interact and what she, they do. She realizes what money is mm-hmm. and that you can some sort of transactional system, and she steals mm-hmm. a suitcase full of things and money, and yeah. Yeah. Setting herself up to to get out of town and and finish her job. Um, so one crazy scene is when tentacles start to grow out of her body. Yes. Um, which I thought looked better than the alien itself later in the film. I agree. Because they they kind of made it to where the train was going by like um like a passageway that had a lot of pillars, so the light yeah. was going in and out. It would like flash and go away, and she basically gets like pulled up into the wall and it makes this gross looking yeah the, i was really surprised so the the crap we were talking about earlier is at the end of the movie mm-hmm. when you see the creature fully developed in this scary suit thing and uh but at the beginning there's a lot of really nice practical effects in this movie mm-hmm. reminiscent of john carpenter that are real some are cgi what you're talking about is cgi yeah. when the tentacles are coming out of her body but some of it's real this cocoon thing that she makes this disgusting fleshy breathing grossness and a lot of it looked really really good yeah 
Um, and the interesting thing about the cocoon is, is we'll talk about maybe a little bit later. Um, you know, Sil comes out of it. She's aged. So this, this uh, alien ages at a much more rapid rate than humans do. So when she comes out, she's like mid-20s, basically in this like one night time span. Uh, and they, what they did was they actually made the train car upside down. So oh. that's on the floor. Oh. And they filmed it right side up and so it looks like she's coming out because sil comes out like covered in like ky jelly and like yeah like, goo and, and stuff so yeah they um really filmed it upside down so i thought it was a pretty cool practical effect they used to make it look like she was falling from the ceiling yeah i totally thought she was so did she reach out and grab something on the ceiling and like pull her body up the way yeah so she what i understand is that she like jumped out of it because they cut like oh. she barely she like barely falls out of it right yeah, that's right. And so they like cut away right after that. Wow, it looks really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, I mean, the practical effects they use in the movie look good. Yeah, wish they had done more of that. But I guess you, for the most part, you can't really do that with an alien at the end and, of the film. And I'll, I'll say she's not, she looks to and to our eyes like she's in her mid twenties. But I guess in alien age, she's still a little girl. She's still yeah not that old, yeah. right? I guess because they age so rapidly. So someone says Michael Madsen in the movie, or someone says that mm-hmm. like she's still a little girl. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we really know. It's just kind no, of a throwaway comment. But yeah. uh, speaking of uh, Michael Madsen, Dan Smithson, Dr. Stephen Arden, and Dr. Laura Baker and Preston Lennox are recruited by the government to track down Sill. So they all have their own specific things they do. Dan Smithson is played by Forrest Whitaker, and he's kind of, um, he calls himself an empath. Empath, yeah. But he's a cheat code in the movie. And oh, yeah. He, he's, a, he's a clairvoyant. He can basically, yeah. he knows what people are thinking. It vaguely, he doesn't, he doesn't have know what exactly, they're thinking. He knows they're feeling. He knows what they're feeling. He knows, but he can also tell like where someone has walked off to just by like looking yeah, around. He can like, sort of like come across an area and feel what someone felt while they were still there, yeah. but sort of know where they went. It's a very half baked character. That's yeah. more annoying than good. I think <laughs> more annoying than good too because he's Captain Obvious in the movie. I yeah. mean, I mean, he's not. We don't know, but he'll be like something happened here yeah. we're like yeah we know that <laughs> we know something like he'll it's, it's statements that are that boring gotta keep the lines even she went that way <laughs> yeah dr steven arden um is played by alfred molina and he's some sort of anthropological uh professor um dr laura baker uh or laura barker sorry is a um uh a dna scientist biologist, like a biologist yeah and Preston Lennox, we don't really know exactly what he is. I guess he's a bounty hunter of some sort. He tracks people down. That's all we know. Yeah, he says, I'm the guy, if I'm here, something's gone wrong, and I'm yeah. the guy you hire when you want people to disappear or whatever. He's blah, a professional blah, blah. fixer. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's a, he's a uh, head hunter, I guess. Yeah. And uh, so in the next scene, like we spoke about before, um, Syl is in a cocoon and a train attendant comes in to check up on her because she saw her earlier in the film, a little girl alone going across country. And so she comes in to check on her again and still ends up punching her and killing her and breaking Sucking her, back her into and, her cocoon. Yeah. I don't think she like ate her or anything though. I think she just like punched her. Yeah. I, I thought she would absorb her into yeah. her cocoon and sort of consume her flesh so she could grow. Yeah. <laughs> But oh, goodness! But they show her body later, and she's just dead on the floor. So. Yeah, I thought that was a little bit of a oversight, maybe yeah. on their part. I wanted her to be 
bloody. Absorb her. Yeah, I wanted her to be like a skeleton or something gross. <laughs> that pretty rad. Yeah, that'd be sick. That would have cost an extra $100,000 that they didn't have. <laughs> they already spent all of H.R. Geiger's money. Yeah, <laughs> that's all he had left in the bank. <laughs> uh, and Act 2 starts with um, Fitch, who is uh, Ben Kingsley's character, briefing them on the alien's background, where it came from, and it ends with uh, Syl stealing a bunch of gasoline and basically faking her own death. Yeah. And and one thing I do want to talk about related to Fitch, Ben Kingsley, mm-hmm. that man is normally very good in everything that he does. Oh, you thought he was bad? Oh, he was awful in this film. Oh, I didn't think he was Did awful. Did you like him? No, I didn't like, I didn't think anything about him. I oh, just, what? He's terrible. I, I just think he, he whoa. I just, Sorry, someone had a, a super-sized muffler <laughs> on my street for some reason. I just think Ben Kingsley is an amazing actor, and he does amazing work with everything he's given. Yeah. So I feel like he just did a great job. I wasn't I wasn't affected by him at all. I wasn't like, oh, he's good, he's bad. Man, I I he, he's fine. He, he made me laugh sometimes, the way that he acted. <laughs> and his accent. Really? Oh, his accent, and this is... You, you did go back and listen his to His accent him. is bad, I will give you... It's so bad, because at uh, first it starts out pretty good. I was like, oh, he sounds like yeah. a cool southern guy, and yeah. then... He just loses it halfway through the film and never gets it back. Yeah. Needless to say, he explains to us in a bad accent that mm-hmm. a long time ago, this government team made contact with some aliens and hoping that they were friendly. The aliens sent us a message that helped us learn how to use methane gas in a better way. We could produce more of it at a higher mm-hmm. rate, more stable, cheaper. So where they were like, oh, we're friendly with these aliens. And then they sent another message that taught us how to combine human DNA with their DNA. So they sent us some DNA samples to dupe us, as mm-hmm. I think what we are supposed to take from this. And so just like a bunch of idiots, we we took their DNA and mixed it with human DNA and we got Syl, this creature. We got a few of them and Syl survived and mm-hmm. now she's this terrifying, ultra-powerful alien that needs to uh, breed. You know, we can create our own methane. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I create my methane right now. I'm doing it right now. Yeah, you can smell it. <laughs> you know, that's why the sky turns pink. I have been eating a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, sauerkraut, as we discussed oh, earlier. That's true. You did so mention gross. that. Yeah. That's disgusting. Fermented, you know, lots of things Is that what on. that smell's been? Nah, I have not been passing gas <laughs> in your apartment. I just always assume you're passing a little bit of gas at all times. <laughs> that would be a horrible condition. <laughs> just you're always passing it's always leaking a out tiny a little, little leak of gas. So the thing about this second act is that it's paced fairly well. There's always something happening, but the thing that's annoying about it is they're always just one step one behind step the alien. Behind. I, so you're seeing the alien do something, and then you're seeing the group of five people learning what they're doing. Showing up right where she was. But it's not It's not Sherlock Holmes. It's no. sort of this boring caper. Yeah. It turns into this like cheap, madcap caper movie mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah, for yeah. a long time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, there are some scenes that I definitely want to hit in here, but I, I want to speed through this act because n- nothing of true importance no, happens in the no, rest no, no, of this act. No, 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 it's just a chase. It's, just a, it's like Catch Me If You Can, but way worse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so one of the important scenes is that Baker and Preston have to replace a camera while they're inseminating another egg. And so they get the idea. They're like, why don't we go ahead and just make an alien without human DNA so we can see what the vulnerabilities in the alien are? And I was like, that's a really cool idea. I wonder what they're going to do with that. Mm. Turns out it's absolutely nothing. But this one <laughs> scene that they do is they actually create an alien by accident. Yes. And Baker or Barker and is it Baker or Barker? I have it written down both uh, ways. Bark, bark, bark. <laughs> they, uh, I think it's Baker. It 
is oh, yeah, ba- it's Baker. Baker. Yeah, you're right. right. There we go. So Baker and Preston get locked in this room with this alien this lab that's forming rapidly because the human DNA keeps cell from just getting super, super old, super, super fast. Right. And so this alien's growing, and Ben Kingsley's like, no, they can't get out of the room. I have to turn on these. We have to seal the room. We can't let them out. There's like a protocol where they press a button, and the flames will come up in two minutes instead of immediately. The, yeah, the lab's going to burn. Yeah, yeah, just for dramatic effect instead of immediately. Let's well, because, because if someone's in the lab, right, you start the protocol. But the protocol's also you can't let them out. Well, that, I guess that's but then they True. drop the thing and they can't yeah they can't uh they can't lock the gate or whatever but that's not a good reason because Yeah, that's right. That yeah. this wasn't well thought out. You know. Right. So, you think they're not going to make it out? Do you think the alien might kill them but they end up getting out last yes. second? Yes. And this alien is this gross rapid rapidly expanding blob of slime and it and it's kind of trying to hurt them, mm-hmm. kill them and they get away. Yeah. And I don't think that they really learn much from this. Which no, is the they have weird, to destroy it. Which is the weird thing. It's because this is a, this is probably six, seven minutes of the film. Yeah, it's a long and it scene. seems like it's going to be important, but it's ultimately not. Which is the only reason I mention it, it's just to show you that like there are scenes in this movie that are just so long and bad. That's a good point. I didn't even think about it when I was watching it. I I just was watching it as an action sequence in the movie. I didn't even pick up that they were reproducing it to study it i thought i thought they were like messing with another one they already had and i didn't even notice that that's a good point but yeah you're right now that i think about it they just grow it and then it they kill it (laughs) because they have to yeah it goes wrong yeah and if it had gone right they would have been able to glean some but if think about it if it had gone right the same thing would have happened they just wouldn't have been in the room yeah well, they were going to catch it in that little cage they built it in, but then but they it broke the out of the cage. Oh, yeah. oh, the screw. They the dropped stupid the screw. screw yeah, scene. They, couldn't, yeah. they couldn't get it out of the grate. Yeah, they yeah. can't seal it, and so Ben Kingsley traps him in the lab, and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. I can't open the door, let us out, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So the next 30, 40 minutes of this film, I would say 30 or 40, it's a long movie, actually, surprisingly, because I well, halfway through this film, I was like, how much longer is this movie? And there's a <laughs> it's half like two of it hours left. and 20 minutes, yeah. Yeah. Well, the initial cut was like two hours and seven, but I think it's like 150 oh. or something, right? Oh, okay. I don't okay. remember, but... Okay. But... Uh, it feels like two hours and 20 yeah. minutes. So it's just still learning about sex, learning how to get men... Yes. She goes to these penthouses of these two guys and ends up killing them. Again, the group is right after them the entire time. She she kills a competition at the club. Yeah. So interestingly, they glean more about this creature from hunting her down than they do from reproducing it. They realize if she's threatened, she'll act out. Mm-hmm. If she's cha- if she's a uh, uh, challenged in a way, like if she has competition, she'll act out. Mm-hmm. And as you said. She kills one guy because we learn he's later he's diabetic and she can sense that about him. So mm-hmm. she doesn't want an imperfect specimen. And the other guy she kills, I guess because she freaks him out. She says, I want a baby. Yeah. And he tries to escape and scream. And then she drowns him and kills him. Yeah. And stabs him with her tentacles. With her, with her tentacles. Yeah. 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 It just very odd. Also, the whole movie, they went with this creepy seductress thing where she has to breed. And the whole movie she has these terrifying like mental flashback things yeah. that aren't really flashbacks it's just like it, images what, the of scene is basically two aliens having sex doing it underwater yeah and i guess this is just the world that 
it's to show us the world that she's coming from. Like she knows instinctively that yeah, that's it's what like she's her programming. That, right. She, that's what she's yeah. supposed to be doing because she doesn't know where she comes from. She was created. She has no idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, these, I guess, they're flashbacks to the world that she is from. Which also, the nightmare train makes no sense because we have no idea what what it is. Like we don't know where it is, where what it's from. It's just her world. I yeah. guess we don't know why it's chasing her down. So it may, it's it's such a wait. Sorry, Nightmare Train wasted up op- <laughs> wasted opportunity. Anyway, Nightmare Train is a sequel. <laughs> it made. is, yeah. but yeah, I just want to point out uh, every time she's with these men, she has these flashes of these two aliens doing it underwater, and it's yeah. real, real graphic. It's and, graphic, and it's uh, very suggestive later in the film very. when humans are having sex, and it's like this is what they're doing in the room next to you, and it yes. shows it over. It's like, what is happening? This yeah. is so weird. Yeah, she has tentacles that come out of her boobs. Yeah, that's a, a big a, thing. As an alien, not as a human. And a lot of this second act felt like, how many times can we show this extremely attractive woman naked? Yeah, oh, that's ab- the, yeah. totally. Yeah, for all of the MTV awards and, and all that stuff. And if you think wanted. about it, that's what this movie became. Mm-hmm. As we've talked about this season a lot, so many of these movies I, I never saw, but I saw their covers at Blockbuster. Yeah. This cover, historic. <laughs> really? Yes. I haven't seen it. Well, it's just this beautiful woman, and half of her is a woman, and the other half is an alien, and it shows major side boob, like huge side boob. And it was the cover at Blockbuster. There's one with a picture of an alien, and there's yeah. one with her picture. The on one it. I'm looking at right now doesn't have any side boob, but uh... no, it, it's trust me, trust <laughs> me. So as a kid, you were like, "Wait, what? What is this movie about?" Yeah, and, uh, man, you must have just been walking through Blockbuster to stare. Yeah, I went at to Blockbuster I, I, all the I don't, time. I don't remember that at all, sucker. <laughs> See, when I was a kid, Netflix came out. No, I don't <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I was no. like 15 when Netflix came out. Okay. Uh, so, as we mentioned, like, it, there's just not a lot to talk about other than a few funny things that happen. <laughs> uh, she, so, she, she, at some point, when she's leaving the home, the second guy she kills, she leaves his home. She finds this poor woman, steals her car. She runs into her car naked and is like, you got to help me. And then we see her wake up in this woman's bed. Yes, and she the stays woman at her is house. tied to the bed. She kidnaps a woman. Yeah, she kidnaps her. But we don't just see her wake up in someone's house. She, but she, we, but we do. We well, don't. We don't know she kidnapped her at that point because we don't see the woman. We think maybe she killed her, and then she wakes up in the bed the next day after a scene in between, and you're like, oh, she's alive, and oh, she's mm, sleeping in the same bed she tied yeah, this woman to. Yeah, you're right. I guess we assume that she kills her, but yeah, yeah, it's clear that she takes her hostage when she wakes up in her bed. Yeah. She takes her hostage. She wakes up in her bed. She comes back with some... Um, some like uh, shears, like little yeah, like shears gar- you pr- hold pruning shears, pruning little handheld shears. shears. Yes, like oh, I guess she's gonna cut the uh, she's gonna cut the thing and let her go. Yeah, no, no, she cuts off her own thumb yep. and then cuts off the woman's fingers. Yeah, what? She, she cuts off her own thumb and then it grows back immediately. Yeah, this scene doesn't make sense. It does not because I was like, oh. Well, at, later on, we're going to see that she fakes her own death and Correct. leaves the woman in the car. I'm like, oh, maybe she cut her fingers off to, to identify to make them think it was her. Not identify, but but, but she's going to get burned and blown to a crisp anyway. And they find her thumb. I right. was like, what? It, what? It, it it makes no sense. It's like I guess I don't know. I I guess she cuts I, I it don't off. Know where and, it's going? Yeah. Did they do they find the thumb earlier? They find it. At the no, house? they find it after the explosion. They find they said they found it in the car door. It got stuck in the. Well, car that's door. so stupid. That's yeah. bad writing. Yeah. You need to find the thumb beforehand and realize that she's missing a thumb. Yeah. And then find a body that's missing a thumb, and then she they think she's dead. Yeah. But that that didn't happen. Mm-mm. So this whole sequence was 
for not for not everything in this movie is for not from this point on pretty yeah. much yeah 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 uh one thing that I do want to mention is that they she lures them to a club. So she takes mind control of Ben Kingsley. Like Ben Kingsley, uh, after they find the, the second guy, he's like, we have to go to the club tomorrow night because she's going to come back to the scene of the crime, basically. Okay. And she's, she's in a car parked 10 yards from them. Yes. And she's saying these things and Ben Kingsley is saying them. And I was like, she has mind control I didn't even now? catch that. You didn't see that? No, okay, I, she does it again later, too. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. I just thought she was watching them at the club. Mm-mm. She tells him to go to the club, and everyone's oh. like, "That's a bad idea," because she's not going to go back. And he's like, "No, you don't know anything. I know everything. We're going back to the club." Really? Yeah. I-, I remember him saying that. I didn't remember her doing it, but mm-hmm. wow, okay. She speaks it into existence. Must have just uh, not been interested. <laughs> she must have been like <laughs> making a sandwich at that yeah, point, or probably. Something. Uh, and so they go to the club. Everyone's hanging out there, they, watching people do they their thing. They in the club. They in the club. And by they, I mean all the professors and Forrest Whitaker and Ben Kingsley. And Ben Kings or uh, Forrest Whitaker's like, I gotta go outside. And so he goes outside, <laughs> and he's like feeling the air, and he's, he's like, something's, something's not wrong, right? Yeah. And he's walking. It's very quiet. He walks past this dumpster, <laughs> and a homeless man just shows up with a jump scare, and is like, Whoa! You screaming to do? And then a second homeless guy comes up from behind the dumpster. Dude, they were he interrupted their whatever. They were drinking, they were doing some stuff. They I don't were, know what they were doing. They were doing something. They were doing some stuff. And so uh Forrest Whitaker's like, oh, sorry. And then the guys just slowly slowly, slowly crouch back behind the dumpster. It's really bad. It's really awkward. And then and she is there. She's the second she, jump scare. Yeah, she she's pops up. Him. Right. And she like stares at him for a second and runs away. So she gets them to follow her. And the scene we've referenced a few times, they, she leads them on a chase in a car. She has a ton of gasoline in her car, and then the car explodes, and they think she's dead. Yeah, she jumps out. She has the woman that she kidnapped earlier in the car, mm-hmm. fakes her death. They think she's dead. But the, but he's like, something's, Michael Madsen, something's not right about this. Yeah. Preston Lennox doesn't convince. Doesn't feel right. Yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't trust that she's dead. Ben Kingsley's like, wrap it up. We're done. She's dead. That's the second time where she's, that she's talking controlling to him. him. She's okay. controlling him. Okay. Because from this point on, that character is so inconsequential oh, yeah. and like weird. He just kind of d- is done. He's like hanging out Depressed, behind them all, sad. like watching them. Yeah. So I think that she was just using him as like a proxy. Like maybe she can see inside of his brain to see what they're doing. Yeah. Okay. But this third act begins with uh, Silk, quote unquote, uh, dying, and then she she also dies and cuts her own hair, and it ends with them killing Sil, or so we think. Yes. But this third act, again, it's just so poorly written and just it's just so strange. Like they all go to this bar, mm-hmm. or the the bar below where they're staying. It's a hotel and a bar. They're drinking. They're sad drinking. that they didn't accomplish the mission. They, they're like, well, it ended faster than we thought it would. She's dead. Yeah. They're shoehorning in this baker and Preston Lennox love romance. They, they have sex. Like, he follows her up to the room. Yeah. Uh, but, but ultimately what happens is you think that Syl is going up to have sex with Preston Lennox because she has visions of this in the past. Yeah, she like sees it. Him yeah. coming into the room and them, mm-hmm. and them procreating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's a scene where she basically trails him upstairs and is behind him and is going behind walls and ends up going into the room next door to them. Which is Alfred Molina's room. Which is Alfred Molina's room. But he is drunk. Um, he presumably 
can't recognize her because all the footage they have of her is pretty grainy and she cut and dyed her hair. So he just sees this random woman in his room and is like, at first he's like, I can't do this. Yeah, and he's like, she, what are you doing in my room? This never happens to me. Yeah, and then and she takes her top, takes off, top off, of course. Game over. And I also want to say it's it's so 90s that they're drinking Long Island iced teas downstairs yeah. in the bar. They're, <laughs> and they just, they love them. They drink and like two of there's them. There's a joke that I'm sure the writer thought was so funny where Forrest Whitaker says, this is a Long Island iced tea. Is there any tea in this? Yeah. Alfred Bennett <laughs> says, no. And he smiles. The writer was like, yes. Yes. This what is a such, great joke. Is such a great moment. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so Syl and Alfred Molina's character end up having sex. Yes. He, he finishes and uh, there's a baby. Yeah, she says, I can feel it. And he's yeah. like, feel what, darling? And she's like, life. And then he, and then he says, life. And then he, he, he realizes it and he starts to scream and she covers his mouth and covers his mouth kills and him. Kills yeah. him and runs away. And scampers off. bursts through the wall. Uh, <laughs> as She bursts through a lot of walls in this movie. She does. She's she very strong. She doesn't like to use doors. No, no, no. But Michael Madsen, uh, Forrest Whitaker goes to his room and he's like, they're in there having sex. It's her. She's going to kill him. So he comes out with his gun breaks down the door and right as he kicks the door down she explodes through the wall and runs away and there's this cute little jaunt that the the character did because she's you know at this point for the most part except for one scene this character is 3d rendered completely yes and so there's just this 3d character just running through the hallway Um, (laughs) it looks so bad yeah they they don't want to show you the full revealed alien too soon um i have some notes on that for when we're done but Mm -hmm. I think we can say the rest of this act is just them cha- gone a wild goose chase physically, not in a car now. Yeah, through the, the ba- through the bowels of this hotel, they go down to yeah, and it, it leads them to the sewer mm-hmm. to where they have a, a face off with Sill. Yeah, and and she gives birth. <laughs> she gives birth. Yeah, she's so. One of the things that I loved about this act was the little the baby. It's just <laughs> yeah. so funny. Like it's a little human looking baby until Slimy it starts baby, to grow. Yeah. But they just covered this baby in oh, gooey dirt, kid. and yeah. it's naked. That poor kid has to like live with this for the rest of his and, life. And he does, and he's fully naked too. Yeah. yeah, he's fully nude. So they're they're in the sewer. They're they're following her. The the she kills Ben Kingsley. Mm-hmm. He's kind of come back to who he is now. She jumps out of the water, drags mm-hmm. him under, kills him. They're looking for her. She's hiding. They're looking for her. She's hiding. Blah 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 blah. Finally, for fifteen minutes. People. Yeah. Forrest Whitaker enters this cavern. He sees the baby up on this ledge. He climbs up. He interacts with the baby. Mm-hmm. And uh, she uh, appears. And then the baby has grown so rapidly that he attacks Forrest Whitaker, mm-hmm. pushes him off a ledge. The baby falls down, burns alive in this flaming lake of fire. And then <laughs> Syl shows up. She also essentially gets thrown into this fiery lake. And they mm-hmm. shoot her in the head. And they save Forrest Whitaker. And so she dies. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then the movie ends, but yeah, really awkward moments with this baby and Forrest Whitaker, and the baby has this goofy t- alien tongue where he mm-hmm. he sees like a he eats a rat, a rat, yeah. and he like sucks it up in his tongue and he yeah. chews on it. It's very, it's not it's not well. Done. One thing that I do want to make sure we mention is that during this altercation, part of Syl got cut off. It was a tail or a tentacle yes. or something. Well, it was one of her boob tentacles. Oh, okay, yeah. So <laughs> we haven't talked about the boob tentacles, but. There are tentacles that do come out of these aliens' breasts. For what reason, I don't know. They could have come out of anywhere else. Anywhere else. But yeah. it, they finally show the full suited. It's a person in a suit when uh-huh. it's not CGI. She's up in this little crevice. Which looks good. Yeah. That looks good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's real. It's scary. It's real. Whatever. It looks fine. I don't like the way they did the face. It, it, it's not the best looking creature mm-hmm. we've ever seen. Yeah. But it's a real suit. Yeah. Right? 
and she has these alien tentacles that shoot out of her nipples, uh-huh. and they're choking Michael Madsen, and he cuts one of them off and saves himself. But yeah. So at the end of this film, the, the denouement of the film, a rat comes by, takes the the tentacle, and then it comes back and it eats another rat with its tongue. So we know there's going to be a second species. Yeah. And so here's the end of the movie. As Matt just said, that's the last moment. Mm-hmm. They're so wrong in the way they executed it. They did it so badly, mm-hmm. so poorly. This this movie, one of my notes and my final thoughts here is this movie ends more abruptly than any movie I think I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. They kill her. They get Forrest Whitaker back up on his feet, and they walk to the exit, and the woman goes, I've never been so happy to be back in a sewer in my life. <laughs> and the movie is over. Yeah. And and there's no except for the rat. Except the rat for the rat. That, but yeah. there's no denouement for the characters whatsoever. No, no. So the way they should have done it is she says that line and then it cuts to the science team down in the sewer cleaning up the scene, quarantining everything, mm-hmm. swabbing goo, doing this, cleaning it up. They find maybe they find her skeleton, maybe they whatever. <laughs> Show the scientists down there researching it and then they all leave. Mm-hmm. It's a wrap. Yeah, and then cut to the rat. Gabe, how do we get you in Hollywood? <sighs> Man, that's my yeah, question. I seriously, I could make so much money. Yeah, anyway, he's got to write species. Yeah, they just did it species so poorly. They yeah. left the sewer, and then it just cuts to the rat immediately, and it are we're led to believe it it ate the tentacle, and now it has a long alien tongue, and it eats another rat. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah, for sustenance. But that we're so used to Marvel stingers now. It could have been something like that. Yeah. It could have been anything, but yeah. they, they really blew it. Well, you're, you're already so passionate and so riled up. Give me your final thoughts on Species. This movie is uh, <laughs> not great. It's, I mean, I can't tell you you won't have fun watching it. Yeah. Um, it's just not very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's got good practical effects in the beginning. At the end, it's the worst CGI I've ever seen because there's a lot of gunshots going off and she's this uh, jumping around. She's, <laughs> <laughs> she's hopping around from rock to rock and it looks so robotic. It looks like you are holding an image on your computer <laughs> with your mouse and moving it. Like it, it's that stiff. It's really, really stiff. Um, it's yeah, some some pretty poor writing. It's some big budget effects. That, you know, it had had a nice budget. It made its money back, but ultimately, this I think this series failed. It it became B movie status. I think pretty instantly, mm-hmm. at least the year, a couple years afterwards. And it has we have like four species now, species and mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, this is a don't watch for me. All right, I feel very much the same way. Uh, my main gripes with the film. Just because the hilarity of the horrible CGI at the end, I can't hate it. I just I enjoyed it too much. Yeah, I mean, I was it's fun. Yeah, but the the middle part of the film where it becomes like you said this random caper film where they're just one step behind the alien. We already know what the alien did. Now we have to see you learn about it. Yeah, how boring is that for forty minutes of the film? But there were some good performances despite that. I mean, I thought Michael Madsen was fine. Forrest Whitaker was fine. His role sucked, but it's like, you know, what can you do? No, they're all good actors. They do their jobs. Yeah, Yeah, except for Ben Kingsley. I still hold that he was (laughs) terrible in this film and was by far the worst actor in the movie. Um, But they they had some interesting ideas. Uh, I liked I liked it the first how the alien had to learn how humans worked and throughout the film she kept learning and kept evolving. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Like I said, a lot of aliens in films just kind of come in knowing what they need to know and they're just like this evil omniscient presence. Um, but in this film, I did like to see kind of, you know, her go through uh, her own growth process. Yeah. Um, 
I felt like this film could have gone some more interesting places. I don't know if you ever saw Under the Skin with Scarlett Johansson. I did not. I know about it, which I've and I've heard it's amazing. And it's scary. very good. You should watch it. It's a very similar idea. Scarlett Johansson is this alien life form. You don't really know where she comes from for the most part, but it's more her dealing with her own humanity. And it's not the same kind of film. That's more of an art house type film. This is right. an action film. Right. So you can't really expect that. Um, but it's just boring. It's boring unless you're <laughs> unless you're watching it with maybe a friend and you know you can get a laugh or two in the movie because there are laughs to be had. Sure. Um, otherwise, don't watch it unless you can watch it with a friend. You can you can laugh at it with. Don't watch it unless you make a podcast that reviews ninety. <laughs> and we picked this. Movies. Yeah. <laughs> well, Gabe picked it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's all right. But it's I'm glad right. I've seen it now. You know, and now I know what it is. And... <laughs> That's and now we we're going to review two, three, four, and five. Yeah, we are. So tune in. All right. So we're done with species. Thank God. Wipe my, wipe my hands of that. Wipe your hands of species. After species. watching something as beautiful as Mabarossi and then <laughs> seeing this, it's just like night and day. Mabarossi doesn't compare is what you're saying? Mabarossi is trash <laughs> uh, uh. in comparison <laughs> to this. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into our movie draft. Yes, the movie draft. So we're we're talking about um, best alien films. Yeah, best movies with aliens in them, an alien encounter, okay. whatever you want to take for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, you're excited. I'm so ready. I like it. <laughs> All right, we're gonna open up. Uh, uh, you went first last time. Okay. I'm gonna go first this time. And Gabe, Hit me. there's a there's a number one that you just can't not take. Uh, E.T. No, I'm kidding. Alien. <laughs> Alien. Let's take Alien. Number Alien one. is a great movie. It's in the title. It Alien. Is a, <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with, uh, <laughs> with Alien. Gabe, <laughs> yeah. okay, um, you can say your first and second pick here. Okay, so you made a joke earlier, but I'm going to actually pick one of those. That's actually a very good pick. Yeah, yeah um, <laughs> my first pick is going to be, uh, to keep it along the lines of action movie violence, I'm actually going to go with Predator. Oh, first. okay. I thought you were going to pick E.T. Well, I that's oh, my second it's pick. Oh, your second yeah, Okay. Yeah. So Predator is my first pick. My second pick is E.T. So very similar films. Yeah, really the same yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see um, I'd like to see E.T., but Arnold Schwarzenegger is the kid. As Elliot? Yeah. Yeah. But he is Arnold Schwarzenegger. E.T. phone home <laughs> now. Phone home now. <laughs> that's pretty good. Thanks. Yeah. I'm not going to try. Okay. No, come on. Please try. <laughs> no, okay. All right. All right. What's I your... can't do it to myself. Matt, what's your second pick? My second pick, I have a lot of ways I could go here. Um, you took what would have been my second pick, E.T. I think I'm going to go... I'm going to go with some newer films here. Okay. For my second pick, I'm going to take District 9. Oh, great Pers- idea. Personal favorite, Shalto Copley. Just insane in that movie. Oh, man. Running around. Almost getting killed, becoming an alien. Freakishly entertaining movie. Such a good movie. If you haven't seen District 9, please go watch it. Yeah, that movie will blow your mind, and I totally forgot about that. Wow, good choice. Good choice. And for my third pick, I'm going to go much more recent. I'm going to take Arrival. All right, that's a good one. Yeah, got a strong lineup here, I think. Yeah, you do. Uh, What's your last pick, Gabe? there's, uh, There's a lot. I'm also in, I'm in my Gabe conundrum where I have movies that I like and movies that I think the public is going to appreciate more. You got to go with your heart. 
You have to go with your heart here. I uh, I really want to say Signs because I like that movie. I'm like the one guy who loves that movie because I love The Village and people make fun of me for The Village. <laughs> signs is amazing, all right? Signs okay. Signs is a great movie. Um, God, I want to go with it so bad. Can I still pick Signs? Can I change my mind? What did, wait, did you pick something instead? No. Oh. I just said I wanted to go with Signs. Oh, well, yeah. Wait, are you talking about your last pick? Yeah. Oh, sure. Okay, I'm going to go with signs because I like it. Wait, what did you pick instead? Did you pick something? I wasn't I was, listening. No, I didn't pick anything. Oh. I, I, I was on the fence. I said I was going to go with signs, but, and then I didn't say my oh okay. my other idea. So no, my other no, idea. No. So my, my official choice is signs. Okay. What were you the, thinking about going with instead? Movie people, movie history who appreciate film. I was going to do Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh. And they're going to make fun of me because they all no, think that's no, a great no. movie. Signs is... I mean, if you're gonna do, you know, if you're gonna go the um, the Shyamalan route, Signs is great. You can go with Signs. I love that movie. I think that's good. Yeah. All right. So our picks: uh, mine, Alien, District Nine, and Arrival. Gabe's picks: Predator, E.T., and Signs. Uh-huh. Um, if you want to go ahead and vote, which we encourage you to, we've been getting a pretty good turnout on Facebook. If you're on Twitter, um, we'd, we'd recommend you go there as well. But you can find us at Rewind Cinema Pod on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. Um, and you can also email us at Rewind Cinema Podcast at gmail.com if you hated Gabe's picks and you just want to rail on them. Probably. You can do that there. That's probably what's going to happen. Or do it in a public forum on social media, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we want to thank Natural Anthem for the use of our music today. You can find them at naturalanthem.net. Oh, yeah. Uh, I want to plug the ACPN network. You can find shows like Retro Cinema, Adventure Cub, Adventure, Adventure Cub, Adventure, Adventure Club, and Childhood Remastered. I'm getting that cotton mouth right now. Get, forget that cotton mouth oh, yeah. action. I've got my water bottle in hand. Yeah, I know. I drink a Coke. Not a good idea. <laughs> All right. Uh, and so, Gabe, next week, I believe that we're talking about Heat. Ooh. I haven't seen it. I don't you, re- about you haven't it. seen Heat? I haven't seen Heat. Oh, you're I know in, nothing you're, about it. Not to be rhyming, but you're in for a treat. Ooh, boy. Oh, boy. It's so good. I'm excited. Man. Yeah, I'm Going excited blind. for you to watch it. It's good. Cool. Really good movie. Well, look forward to that. Um, you know, this should be... So wait, this one will come out in the new year. January oh, 2nd. Oh. Hey, Happy New Year, everyone. Old Lang Sign. Old Lang Sign. <laughs> uh, good tidings to you all. I hope your new year is starting off right. I hope you're... Starting off, uh, your New Year's resolution should be listen to more Rewind Cinema yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely number one on your list. We're here to fill that void. Yeah. But until next time, watch more. Phone home now! Phone home now!